Hello, I'm John Deeks and welcome to the Your Life Choices podcast. A question, how safe do you feel in your home? How safe do you feel when you're walking around the street? How safe do you feel when you're going down the shops? Personal safety is an important issue and senior safety is extremely important. I don't know whether it's my age or not, but it seems that as we get older, we do tend to feel a bit more vulnerable. I recently moved from the suburbs into the city, and let me tell you, it can be very exciting walking around the streets of the the big city, and more than once I've been in confronting situations. But it's not just the cities, it's also the suburbs, perhaps even your neighbourhood. So I thought it's a good time to have a chat with Glenn McFarlane, the acting sergeant who looks after, well, policing and uh, neighbourhood uh, watch and, uh, well, I don't know if they're called that anymore, but he's certainly a guy who knows a lot about personal safety and how to look after yourself. He's in the proactive policing unit, and I thought we'd ask Glenn about how he could help uh, us, help ourselves when it comes to personal safety, both within our homes and when we venture out. With that big, long intro, Glenn McFarlane, welcome. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me. You, you do proactive police work. What does that involve? What does that entail? Bit of an intro for myself. I've um, been in the police force 32 years. It's my third job. Um, I was in the bank first Hang on, up. That makes you about 94. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I only feel like that. <laughs> right, eh? Especially on a winter's day. So, and in that time I've worked, um, as I said, uh, in the bank before that and in the public service with the Air Force before that. Okay. So, got a bit of world experience, life experience. As they like to have. I'd like to say life rather than world. I haven't been anywhere. I think I've only been to Bali. So Bali and Tasmania overseas. So, <laughs> But um, yeah, in the police force, um, I've been general duties all my time. In that time, I've worked up in the northwest suburbs, up in um, the Macedon Ranges. Right. And then for the last 13 years, I've been here in Melbourne doing uh, proactive policing. What that entails in my role, I'm a crime prevention officer. So it's people knocking off stuff from shops. Let's just say I'm quite busy um, sort of thing. So I have some colleagues who obviously help, but it also encompasses um, community groups and older people, younger people, because across the state we have um, year nines all come into the city as a city experience. Okay. So we do a safety in the city um, talk and that with them. Can I I join that one one day? (laughs) Well, this is it. It's um, it's a unique thing, as you say. Like from the northwest suburbs to the country to the city, it's totally different. Um, when I first arrived, I thought oh, what I've got to do is bring the country to the city. Where in the country, most people know everybody, yeah. um, who's who, and what they're doing. And the doing. local copper knows it. He goes to the you know the footy club. He probably even a member of the football club, the cricket club, all the rest of it. So it's a, a part of the community. Yeah. Yep, and so down in Melbourne, obviously, it's a bit different than that. Um, before COVID, or BC, as I like to call mm. it, um, we were having 900,000 people a day coming into the city, and that was made up of business people, tourists, older people, younger people. So uh, obviously, the city um, changes and evolves at, from day to night. Nighttime is more social, so therefore you have the introduction more of alcohol and other substances and that that people might be using as part of the social things. So here at Your Life Choices, um, there has been a request to talk about senior safety and that's why you're in today. Is it a perception or is it statistically quantifiable that there is more violence against elderlies? Yeah. Look, I would say it's the perception, um, as we say in the media. Sort of sensationalising it. Well, 
they're reporting it, it out to be that it, it's this has happened, which a lot of older people who are into the media, follow the media, they see that and then they might perceive it to be worse than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, But we still have the same messages. We can have safety at home, safety on the street, safety on the public transport. And when you go and do talk, Glenn McFarlane, to uh, various groups, safety in the home, let's start with that one. Yep. So it's safety in the home, unfortunately, you've got to lock the doors, lock the windows, even if you're down the back of the house, because these days people will be walking around checking doors and things like that to see if they're open. And a lot of the times we leave car keys, valuables up near the front door. And so someone can come in whilst you're in the house and take some things or that. Obviously, there's a 50-50 way, which way you go. Do you hide them or do you leave them out? Because if you hide them and they can't find them, do they then come in further? Or if you leave them out, do they get them and go? So, you know, if they're not there, they can't find, they hear somebody's home, they take off. The funny thing over the years that's always amazed me is that people will come across these people in their house maybe and they say, oh, what are you doing here? And they'll say, oh, I was looking for Fred or I've come to do this or I've gone to do that. And in actual fact, the people go, oh, well, no, that's not here. And they go, okay, sorry, I'll leave now. People don't, ring, right? people don't ring police. And so they're, they're our crooks. They're our burglars, our thieves and everything else like that. So triple zero. And obviously at the moment there's um, obviously a thing happening with the ambulance service and police and the fire brigade. We're all triple zero calls. And the messaging from the AMBOs is, you know, don't ring triple zero unless it's an emergency. What we say for us, for triple zero, is if you need the police there in that sort of scenario, bring triple zero because that's how you get the police there. Does Neighbourhood Watch still exist? Neighbourhood Watch does exist. Bambi Gordon is the CEO. Well, mate, I should get her in. Yep, by all means. I can put you on to Bambi and... Yeah, because it was such a big thing and such a good thing because talking about the neighbourhood for a start before we get out onto the uh, main streets, yep. uh, before we get out into the street, but uh, the neighbourhood is very important. And as you said, back in the day, certainly in the country, everybody knew what everyone was doing, for good or for bad, yep. but uh, you know they, they knew what they were doing and everyone was watching out for their kids or for other people, their other houses as well. As they say, it takes a village to raise a child mm. and that can be for good or bad so that if little Johnny goes off track a bit... Yeah. Then it, you know they obviously speak to the parents or other people or speak to the police. Mm. Police go around and have a word to them. But like I say, it's it's that sort of environment. Melbourne is totally different. Again, we're going high rise into apartments, and obviously people are behind closed doors. There's that lack of sense of community and that. So what we say to people, older people included, is get to know your neighbours. Mm. So because if something's going to happen or you need help or that. They're, they're the, f- they're the first, ones. First closest to However, I, I'll caveat that by saying be friends and share basic information, but don't share too much information. You told me an interesting story when I spoke to you a couple of days ago on the phone. Yeah, I'd moved into an area up in the northwest suburbs and over the road there was a house with a male person, a father. Um, he was going away for the weekend and there was a lady with two high school age students in the house next door. He thought he's doing the right thing. He's gone next door and told that person, I'm going away for the weekend, keep an eye on my place, you know. Came back, his house was cleaned out. Un- unbeknown to him, that person actually had a, a drug problem. Mm. Um, so therefore had the whole weekend to utilise the services and that, clean out the house and move on. So 
our um, police assistance line and online reporting, 131444. 131444. Four, yep. yep, that's the, uh, the the police without the sirens. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's also you can lodge an absence from residence there online ah. with police as well. So it lets the police know. Hopefully to patrol and prevent, but at the same time, if something does happen, it'll have the contact details for where you are and what you're doing and things like that. So, so for our homes, uh, make sure that everything is uh, is locked up yep. and uh, because it's very easy to slip in through the back door or whatever and you don't need any of those sort of surprises. It doesn't have to be the back door. It can be the front door. If you're out in the backyard or out the back of the house, uh, they could walk in the front if it's not locked. The only thing, like everything, nothing's clear cut. No. So no. the the pricey with that is is that um, fire safety. You still have to make sure that if there's a fire, that you can get out safely. So whether you a deadlock, um, solid door, leaving the key in the lock so you can get in or out, but the actual outside it's locked. Practical things we talk about usually could be if it's a single person at home in the home by themselves, um, is to leave an old pair of work boots out the front. Make sure you clean the cobwebs off and that occasionally, oh. but it gives that appearance that there. Same with the clothesline. If you've got accessibility from about the back, we say just put like an old flannelette shirt or something, hang it on the clothesline and all that sort of thing. So Don't worry about snow droppers. No, no. Well, that's the ladies, unfortunately. But, uh, but does anybody remember that term, snow dropping? Yeah, well, <laughs> I do. But um, yeah, so it's more about giving that impression that yeah. there's somebody else sure. there. It's not the single person and all that sort of thing. And then we talk about um, blinds and curtains. Again, um, having lights on, timers, having the radio on, TV on. So with the blinds or curtains, obviously, depending if you're going to be away for multiple days, we'd say leave them closed but have the lights on. Yep. But obviously maybe during the day having them open, just movement around. And obviously if you've got someone who can come to the house while you're away and look at, um, you know, turning on and off things, feeding the animals, watering the plants. So it gives that lived-in impression, collection of the mail um, or putting the mail to the post office so that it's not overflowing out there, but you still get the junk mail. So whether one of the neighbours can grab that. On our um, police website, we have a residential security kit. Oh, really? Yep, with a number of um, things. Um, and one, one of them is um, personal safety. Yep, so it's police.vic.gov.au and then there's a search thing there. And if you type in residential security kit, it'll come up. And it's got a number of all different sorts of security information and advice. I'm now leaving the front door and I'm walking down to the shops. Scanning, as I call it, where you're looking up ahead to see um, who's coming towards you. And the further they're away, the more options you've got. You can cross the street. You could go into a house of a friend you may know. Mm. Um, you could go into a shop. But whatever you do, we don't want people to isolate themselves further. We don't want them to go down a a, dark, a lane, a little laneway no. or a little walkway. The other thing that happens over time, and, and I've struggled with it myself, is having shortcuts where you know if I can duck down here and duck down there and all that. What we say is stay to the main street where there's people and cars. So if and that something does happen... There's there people that can see and help, obviously come and help you. And when I say help you, it may not necessarily be a physical um, help. It may be just jumping on the phone to triple zero. 
because what we don't want to happen is for, say, something's happening with a person and then someone else crosses over to intervene to help but then end up as part of that yeah. situation where they could be hurt or harmed as well. So what we usually say is distance and, and voice, obviously, leave them alone, get away, you know, I'm ringing the police. So you've got that distance and um, time to actually be able to react or do things So rather than becoming part of the the um, situation. I mentioned in the intro, Glenn, that uh, I've moved from the suburbs into very close to the city and uh, I'm in the city, you know, at least twice a week, like into the heart of the city and this could be Perth, Brisbane, Sydney or Melbourne, whatever. But uh, so the same sort of rules apply and I have uh, unfortunately on a couple of occasions um, been confronted by people who were uh, had mental issues and uh, like just waiting for uh, public transport and uh, they'll come up to you and start, you know, carrying on. The only thing I'd say is don't turn your back on, on something because you don't know how they're oh, going to react or okay. anything else like that. So um, not having direct eye contact either because that could unsettle somebody. So you, you, you got to think that they're not maybe not thinking or acting or behaving like a rational person. So what do you do as a police officer? Funny enough, if I'm in uniform, they don't do much. Yeah. Um, but if I'm not, I'm coming to and from work. Again, it's all about that scanning, identifying a threat or that, and then taking another way around it or going into a shop or whatever. However, if they you don't see it and they come up to you, and this will work really well on a podcast, but you put your hands up flat in the... As uh, if you're pushing against the glass. That's it, in a non-threatening thing and say, leave me alone, get away, don't touch, and you just keep repeating that. Not screaming, because obviously if you scream or that too hard, you, you may s- scare a reaction out of that person right. where they may do something that they didn't intend to do. Yeah. So what we would say is in a, um assertive voice, right. say, leave me alone, get away, don't touch, and just keep going that with your hands out there. Obviously, if you haven't clenched, that shows aggression. So you actually want to have the open palms facing them. And again, you're verbalising, so that way you're attracting the attention of other people around who hopefully will actually um, engage or, as I said before, contact police or similar, that sort of situation. Glenn, before we do go, talk to me about elder abuse. Yep. So obviously that's something that's sort of probably been named and it's probably come out into the light more in recent times. But what we're seeing is a lot of people are finding it more comfortable to stay at home and live at home rather than going into care. Mm. And obviously, if that happens, they need aid or help to stay there. And that can be from cleaning and services, personal services and that at their home. And that can be delivered by various people. It could be government agencies or private enterprise. It could be from family. And so what, what we're seeing is that um, a, a, what we call elder abuse is where people take advantage of the older people in those circumstances. And what we try to tell the older people is we are their police service and we actually need them to tell us if something like that's happening. This is a recurring theme that we're talking about today, getting the police under you know informed about what's going on. Exactly. Unfortunately... People don't report everything to us and therefore we don't know about it. But people will say, oh, you, this has been happening for ages. You must know about it, whereas we're going... No, we know what we know. Yes, exactly. So just um, with the elder abuse, there's various types. There's physical, there's financial, emotional, sexual, neglect and even um, social abuse. 
it's wide and varied and, and it can manifest in a number of ways. And unfortunately, as I was saying, it could be even family. Um, any of those ones are happening. Is to... it a case like the rip-offs? We've spoken to the ACCC in the past, but uh, the rip-offs that people have, a lot of people are too embarrassed to report it. Yep. Um, so this is where, again... Or fearful. Fearful, yeah. But we need to know. And if they're doing it to them, are they doing it to anyone else? It could be more and it could be wider than they know. They might think, oh, it's only me, I won't tell anybody. Tip of the iceberg. Yeah. yeah, so it's about us then addressing that and um, we don't want anyone to be living in fear or through those sort of situations when we can prevent that from happening. Glenn, it's, uh, it's been fantastic to have you in. The takeaways for me are uh, the, the home safety, um, get in touch with the neighbourhood, watch people, and we're going to get on to Bambi, I can promise you that, and have a chat to her about it. Uh, also, safety on the streets, uh, very, very important. Um, what you see and hear and read, uh, you know, don't, don't take it to heart. And the other takeaway is if something's going down, talk to the police. Yep. You know, don't don't think it's you know just you. It might be other people as well, but do inform the police if you see something that's not right. Yep. If you need the police there, ring triple zero. But if you don't need a, a siren, one three one triple four, or a- go to the police station. Yeah, good on you, mate. Fantastic to have you here. Um, our special guest today has been absolutely wonderful, Glenn McFarlane from the Proactive Police Unit. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, Your Life Choices podcast. Your Life Choices, well, we've been providing Australians with essential news, articles and retirement resources like this. And with over 270,000 members and growing, it's Australia's longest established and most trusted digital destination for the over 50s. And it's always free to join. Uh, I'm your host, John Deeks. And on behalf of Glenn McFarlane and all the Your Life Choices team, be well, be happy, be safe. And we'll see you next time.